Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? It's been such a long while since I've actually recorded. Um, to you, it hasn't. To me, it has. Luckily, I like to pre-record um, episodes. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Bree. Welcome to Car Chronicles, um, where every time I record an episode, I'm usually in my car. <laughs> Um, it's it, it's good to be back. It's good to start recording. I have so many exciting things coming up for you all. Um, I feel like my episodes just get better as time goes on because I learn a few things. Um, I learned how to make these conversations and not interviews because I think a lot of people have that misconception that they're interviews, which, which they're not. They're just regular we're just having fun um so I have a special guest coming on today um I don't know her personally um I know her through a friend um his girlfriend it's his girlfriend um we went to Citadel together and uh somehow we added each other on Instagram and come to find out she owns a podcast she's like this mental health and fitness journey advocate um She's always in high spirits and she's she's so transparent when it comes to her fitness, which I which I really love because like I said on one of my previous episodes with the young entrepreneurship, when you're on social media, people don't show you the bad. They just show you the good. And in my head and many others' head, it's like, dang, they're only going through this good patch in their life because this is all they're showing. Um even though you know, like, this can't be realistic, nobody's life is this perfect, it still kind of messes with your brain. Um, but she, she's so transparent. She likes to be very transparent when it comes to her fitness. Um, I'm, I'm, I've listened to her podcast. Okay, so this is what happened. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to make this too long. I listened to her podcast and uh that's what really you know got me into like i've always thought about it i've always thought about it and i stumbled across hers and i was like yeah i have to do this this is this is right i feel it's right and her episodes just inspired me so much so i'm gonna let her come on and introduce herself I can't wait for this episode, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Before I kick this off, um, just remember there is a... All of her socials will be in the description. Also, there is a link in the description where you can click it and ask any questions, comment anything, and I will be able to see them. So please take full advantage of that, you know, my daily spiel, (laughs) my weekly spiel to you, uh, you all. But yeah, I'm super excited and I'm going to break her on in a few. Thanks, loves. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling? Feeling awake, surprisingly. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Uh, Yeah, I had a long... Huh? Sorry, I said usually I get up around eight so I was up and going this morning so oh man yeah I I had a long night I didn't think I was gonna feel this energized but I do well good (laughs) that's always a good thing (laughs) I know I know um 
So before you get started, would you like to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Kelsey, and I am a health and wellness coach. I'm originally from Michigan, and I just moved to North Carolina in December, so definitely a change of scenery, a change of weather, which I'm grateful for because Michigan weather is not always the most fun, so (laughs) I'm loving the sunshine and the heat uh, down here. But yeah, I really have a passion for creating a healthy lifestyle for myself as well as helping others do the same. And then my other passion is empowering women and kind of defying society standards of beauty and speaking Mm -hmm. on truth and being real. So I have something called Crew and it's K-R-E-W and it's kind of a a group that I started that flows with my my nutrition and my wellness coaching but also is kind of its own little thing where I just empower people to be real and I mean the motto is real is empowering so <laughs> I started a blog and a blog and you know I just really emphasize speaking truth on my Instagram and trying to be as real as possible and hopefully shift some thoughts and mindsets of people that go on Instagram daily, you know, and kind of a refresher for a lot of things that are going on with how we should be seen and what healthy looks like and Mm -hmm. healthy is based off of the number on the scale. And, you know, so my main audience really is women, no offense to men, but I just feel like I connect better with them and everything I've been through. So empowering women to embrace who they are and just be happy with that and content with that and know that they are beautiful despite what the world is telling them. So yeah, and that led me to start a (laughs) podcast to speak on healthy lifestyles. So I'm kind of out of my element because usually I'm hosting. So I'm super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like that you mentioned um, that you're very transparent. That's what I told uh, the audience earlier before you uh, joined, is that I really enjoy your journey and watching your journey on social media a lot more than most people because you are transparent for the most part. And when people are transparent, it just makes you feel like, okay, I'm normal. Like I have these ups and downs and it's not always perfect and rainbows and butterflies you know um there are roadblocks and pictures don't tell the whole story Mm -hmm. so I, I I love that you do that on um on social media because not a lot of people do and it's very discouraging like we know social media is not everything we know that people don't post everything but then it still gets to majority of us that okay we're not having these perfect lives and perfect journey like everyone else is doing you know so I really I really appreciate you for being transparent as much as you are on social media well thank you that means a Mm -hmm. lot that means we're in the right direction and Mm -hmm. social media is so cool because you know that's how we met and I'm so glad that you reached out and are doing your own podcast and I think it's so empowering so I love the concept of this podcast and I'm super excited and to kind of 
just be real because that's what I like to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely learning how to be more transparent because I sometimes think I'm being transparent, right? But right. I'm not always as transparent as I could be because I've been essentially wired to act a certain way on social media before I started to be super real with my audience, you know? So Mm -hmm. definitely just trying to empower people through my content. And I still post, you know, those cute pics and I still put filters on them and that's fine. But my topics that I talk about are trying to be the real part of it, you know? And I'll post Mm -hmm. vulnerable pictures sometimes too. So it's just finding that balance and, continually growing you know right um with the podcast I did also tell them um you kind of really inspired me to go out and start having guests on my show because honestly I'm just like a really really introvert I don't Mm -hmm. go out and I don't socialize as much as I should um but I was I don't know how I stumbled across you having a podcast and I was just so excited to know you had a podcast. <laughs> um, and so I listened to it on my uh, on my way to my training. It was your May 9th episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really enjoyed it. Oh. I was like, dang, I can't take notes and drive at the same time. <laughs> but like, I loved it. That is a struggle. I'm so glad that it inspired you to have a host and that you chose me. Or a uh, guest. And you chose <laughs> yeah. Me, so. But yeah, I have the same problem. I'll listen to podcasts in the car and I'm like, okay, just remember this. Exactly. Somehow somehow remember it because you can't write it down. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. So I just want to know, so did you start your fitness journey first or was it more of your mental health journey? So I think personally they coincide and when I started I wouldn't necessarily call it mental health I don't know what the opposite of health is in this terms but I did not have a healthy mindset when it came to food or exercise so I was always an athlete and Mm -hmm. starting in fifth grade I got into you know school sports and before that even but I was always a bigger kid when I was growing up and health wasn't necessarily prioritized in my household. So I didn't have much thought of, you know, what health looked like or what I should be fueling my body with or anything like that. So I was always bigger and I kind of had an oblivion of it for a while. Like I didn't really pay attention to it. And then into high school is when I really started to be very self-conscious and aware of my body and realized that I was bigger than, you know, most girls that were in my high school. And, you know, I was very self-conscious in athletics and I, you know, I, I mean, I'm not bragging, but I excelled in athletics. So, you know, starting my sophomore year, I was a varsity player in all three sports. And that brought about an even heightened awareness because Mm -hmm. now I have to perform even higher. And like, that's a hard thing to do when you don't feel comfortable in your own skin or you don't feel comfortable in your body. That's definitely in your uniform and all this stuff. So I started to really develop a a very bad relationship with food. So I would sometimes for lunch 
all I would eat is a Rice Krispie treat and Sun Chips. And why I picked those two things, I don't know. Because that's not even healthy. Like, you think that your girl would go and get a salad, but no, we just decided Rice Krispie treat and Sun Chips would do. So... <laughs> I was malnourished, like malnourished, and I ate the wrong things, and I didn't eat much because I thought that in order to lose the weight, I'd have to mm-hmm. cut extreme calories. I mean, I'm a very intense athlete, so I'm working out, and I'm, you know, I'm playing volleyball all year round because I wanted to get a scholarship, and I'm playing three sports at high school, so it was just intense. My body was my body was going through a lot. And then to put that on top of it where I'm really not eating a ton or Mm -hmm. on the extreme end, I'm eating too much because, you know, you get to a point where your body's so hungry that you just want to eat everything. Yeah. So it became a very vicious cycle. So in that regards, during that time, my mental health was very, very low. Um, And then I went to college and I got a scholarship for volleyball and everything just went downhill I became even more aware of my body image and I thought I had to look this certain way to be a college athlete and Mm -hmm. volleyball if you know volleyball volleyball is all about tight like tight yeah tight everything you know yeah and Mm -hmm. there's this connotation that volleyball players look this certain way and it's a stereotype which is true yeah it is it is true Mm -hmm. I mean usually volleyball players do have a certain body type so to feel like you don't fit that mold but you're still you know you got an offer and you got a scholarship for a reason you know and I was so focused on what everybody else thought of me and how I look so I developed an unhealthy relationship with working out and I would work out two to three times a day. And then I would also, you know, not eat a ton. I would go on these crazy weird fad diets. I would, you know, I developed some bulimia and it was just a roller coaster. And I did end up losing some weight, obviously, but not sustainable. Not the, yeah, exactly. So my mental health in college was also awful and it wasn't until I got out of college that I kind of took a hold of everything and you know joined a community where they prioritize health but they also prioritize being human and Mm -hmm. they allowed for you to be healthy but be graceful with yourself and they focused heavily on the mental side of it all and I had never really taken control of that aspect And since then, just like working on my mental health as well as my physical health, having those coincide and balance is crucial, is key. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's where my biggest shift happened when I developed a healthy relationship with food, a healthy relationship with working out, a healthy relationship with myself and recognizing that I am who I am. I'm beautiful. I cannot let society standards define me. Mm-hmm. And I have to take control of my body and my life and, you know, what I'm doing for myself so that in the long run, it's sustainable and I'm actually healthy, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, I think our, our stories are very 
similar in a way, minus all the sports. I was a band geek, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I've always been throughout elementary. I never noticed until I looked at past pictures. Um, I've always been the bigger person, and people would make comments at such a young age, and I just wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't pay it any attention mm-hmm. um, until I got to middle school. Um, I was still, you know, I was still kind of big, but not as big as I used to. And I would still get comments. And I remember one day, um, I I thought this was a really good friend of mine. Um, She didn't know I was walking behind her or walking up. And she was like, she's so big and she looks like a boy. And at that point, I still remember that because it, it made my mind like go from such a happy child to such a damaged child. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't just that, but that was that was the turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during middle school, my mental health uh, got really, really bad. And that's when um, my physical health got really, really bad. Also, um, I wasn't eating. Like, I was restricting everything I ate. Um, and it was so bad that you know, and I didn't see anything wrong with it, like, at that time, but it got really bad that, you know, my teachers would call my parents and be like, why is she not eating? Is she eating at home, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, and also my parents really didn't have, like, healthy things around. They just ate, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was so hard to try to eat that and in my mind it wasn't healthy which it wasn't but trying to eat that but still trying to lose all of this weight because I was the bigger kid mm-hmm. um so yeah up and through high school my eating patterns went from restricting so much food or binging all of the food in the world because I was hungry I was always on the opposite end there was no medium like it was just one or the other and uh I was always going. I was always ripping and running, and my body could not keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, when later on throughout high school, around when I was seventeen, I started hitting the gym, but still not eating right. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, this is gonna do it for me." And mind you, I was a—I didn't realize how skinny I was until I look back at the pictures now. But um, started the gym. And that didn't go too well because my mental wasn't stable. I was still not eating like I'm supposed to. And it was just like this big roller coaster of up and down with food, with my mental health and with physical fitness. Um, When I got to college, it became a lot better. It was more consistent. I was able to nourish my body the way I needed to but then I noticed whenever I was going through a rough time all I wanted to do was eat mm-hmm. like that's how I cope with whatever I was going through I would eat 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 endlessly um until about when was this November of 2019 um I decided to take on this uh, physical fitness journey, but then 
I realized that in order for me to excel at that, I have to be mentally okay with what I'm doing, mentally okay with knowing, you know, there are going to be ups and downs and hiccups throughout all of this. Um, And so once I started getting my mental right, um, then the physical just came so easy, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot more easier than what it, what it was. So yeah, I can definitely relate to you in that, in that sense um, of the becoming of your health journey. So that was really nice to hear. Yeah, no, that's super similar. And I think it's touching on your, you know, at home, how you're like, yeah, my parents just ate, they just ate, you know, and as Mm -hmm. children, we're in an environment and we don't necessarily have a lot of control. Like I'm not going to go out and buy my own groceries. Right. Exactly. So when you're given what you're given, when you're given the, you know, the hand that you've been dealt, then Mm -hmm. you play those cards for that time. And then sometimes it leads into other things as you start to go, you know, out on your own. And this is not anything against my mom or anything like that. But when I think about it, I'm like, you know, she used to go on these crazy diets where all she would do was like this liquid concoction she made and it had like sesame seeds. And I remember her drinking these and she would do them for days on end. Like it was this weird fast and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I saw that as normal, you know, so oh, okay, yeah. when I went on these weird, crazy calorie deficit diets, it was normal to me because I'm like, hey, this is what my mom does. My mom's my role model, so she's not doing anything wrong, you know? And I just learned from what I saw, you know? And I ate what I was given. And I think it's interesting when we're younger, we have this really cool oblivion to Mm -hmm. to body image almost. Almost all Mm -hmm. of us, right? Like, we're just kids. Kids say the weirdest things because they're just kids. There's really not a filter. We don't really have the lenses of body image issues, um, right? stuff like that. And then people start saying things, you know? And you're like, oh, wait, what? And then you're kind of conscious. And then something else happens. And you're conscious. And right. Luckily, I I didn't really have that until high school, and it came from myself. I masked a lot of my insecurities with humor. I was just, Mm -hmm. you know, that was kind of my comfort is I was just funny, and I tried to make people laugh, and try to make people smile, and I just tried to help people, and that was kind of my, my mask. That's how I protected myself, even though on the inside, I was deteriorating, you know? And I think we all have that too. We don't want people to see our struggle. We want to have it all together. We want to seem like we're great and we don't have body image issues. And then you go in the mirror and you stand in front of it for 20 minutes, picking apart every single part of your body that you hate. And you step on the scale daily and your mood is determined by the number on the scale. And if you're Mm -hmm. not a certain genie size, then you feel like you're defeated. So... I appreciate the fact that as you retook on this physical journey, you decided to also take on your mental journey because if that's like something that I could just tell people over and over again, it's that 
they have to go together because yeah you can work out all you want you can eat as healthy as you possibly can but mm -hmm. at the end of the day if there's still mental struggles and if you're still negatively talking to yourself and if you're still struggling with certain aspects of health and what you should look like and all of these things then you're always gonna just go back to how you were because exactly once you if you can't get past your mental side of everything then the physical is really not gonna come because you'll get to a certain point and then you're probably gonna end up relapsing and you're gonna go mm -hmm. back to that eating disorder you're gonna go back to you know overeating or you know whatever it looks like but you're never going to be content with who you are because you haven't addressed the inside you haven't addressed your mental side of things you know yeah of like why 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 am I doing this to myself what is the real reason yeah behind my actions and why I feel the way I feel so yeah I feel like addressing that first you know like why do I want to go through this mm -hmm. journey addressing all of that first will most definitely help you not you know relapse over and over again exactly yeah um so for me when like you mentioned picking apart yourself standing in the mirror for like 20 minutes you know there's this thing I do now um I take dry erase markers and I write I have this whiteboard in my room I write daily affirmations on that but on my mirror I have to write a few affirmations like, you know, you're perfect, you know, um, don't pick apart yourself, don't compare, like I have to write those specific affirmations on my mirror. And as soon as I hear my mind telling me, okay, why are you, why do you look like that? Like, I automatically see those affirmations of don't pick yourself apart, you know? So I think that has been really helpful for me, um, you know, I've even though I've been in this for oh a long while now, um, it's still so hard, and it's it it can be really easy to slip back into old ways. And I'm trying, like I feel like I put so much into it that I don't want to go back to my old ways. So I'm doing everything I can to make sure you know I stay positive about everything that I'm going through. So those affirmations I feel like affirmations really do help at first I was just like okay what are words gonna do you know but once you say these things over and over and over and over you start to believe them mm -hmm. and it starts to become a habit to say these nice things to yourself more or less these old habits of saying terrible things to yourself yeah that's yeah. a that's in a phenomenal practice because mm -hmm. um I'll do that occasionally I need to do it more um, but you create a resilience in, mm -hmm. inside because we are the only people that live within our thoughts the most. And if you have people telling you something on the outside that's negative, and then you have yourself telling you negative things on the inside, the negative will win. Yeah, most but definitely. But if you have people who influence you on the outside telling you negative but then 95% of the time, you're positive mentally and you're reassuring yourself and you're hyping yourself up and you're positive about yourself. That's going to create a resilience that then those 
those influences and, and those thoughts and those words from the outside aren't going to necessarily be able to get in as easy because you've built up that that armor mm-hmm. that says, no, 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 like, those are lies and I know the truth and I continually tell myself the truth. You yeah. Know? I think it's just... <clears throat> I think it's just all about resilience, you know, being resilient. Um, even though you've had a hard time picking yourself right back up and learning from it and starting where you left off and not giving up and, you know, just keep pushing. Like, like I said in the beginning, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I My favorite analogy is to say don't pitch your tent in the valley. Mm-hmm instead pack it up and go towards the mountain yeah and that's something that when i'm having down moments because it's gonna happen it's life it's inevitable life happens so yeah to say that i'm 100 percent on all the time and joyous and happy would be a lie yeah like i have nights where i just cry and that's how it Mm -hmm. is and that's fine but i don't allow myself to stay there and that's the biggest difference in you progressing and you regressing. Mm-hmm. So if you allow yourself to camp out in that valley, then it's just going to do harm. But if you're saying, okay, like maybe I'll stay here for the night and that's okay. But tomorrow, like I'm going to pack everything up and we're just going to head towards that mountaintop one foot in front of the other and just keep, keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest difference and that's where mental health comes into play because if you're not mentally strong you will just stay in the valley right but if you've created that resilience that we've talked about that's when you're able to get back up and and continue walking i like that you said that you know you can stay there for today but tomorrow you know we gotta keep it moving um i've learned a lot um in therapy and they always tell me you know it's okay to acknowledge your feelings because I used to mask it like if I felt a certain way I just pretended like I didn't feel that way um I feel like it's also in this journey of health um to always acknowledge your feelings um that way you can fit like you can figure out why do I feel this way what can I do to not feel this way again how can I move forward from this what is this teaching me like there's a lesson in everything um so I like that you say you know you can stay there for tonight but tomorrow we gotta we gotta pick it up and keep moving yeah yep yeah so what has your podcast taught you I know you have um several guests come on I know you talk about you know, multiple things, but what is the one thing or the main thing your podcast has taught you or the guests from your podcast have taught you? Oh, wow. Well, let me just say starting that podcast was one of my best decisions I've ever made Mm -hmm. because even if no one else is listening, if I have one person listening, it's fine because I go back and listen to the episodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's, there's so much knowledge and so much reassurance in those episodes that I just, every time I get to record a podcast, it's, it's like Christmas. I love it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if it's taught me one thing, for myself personally, one thing it taught me is to just start, to just go for something because right. so many times we're afraid of starting small and so we just never start. 
Oh, yes. And the podcast could have been something that I, I said the same thing about. I, I could have been saying to myself, oh, but I don't know how to do it. And I don't know if anybody's going to listen. And I don't know if this, and blah, 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 excuse mm-hmm. after excuse after excuse. But I decided to just go for it and to just start. And I figured it out. And I love it. And I will continue to do it because even if I impact one person, like I said, that's a win to me. That's someone, right. you know, and that person matters. So it taught me that about myself and just laying aside the excuses and just going for something, mm-hmm. just doing it and not allowing the doubts to override that, that passion. And um, if it taught me something about health in general, it's, I don't know everything, but I love learning about it. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people that are going through similar struggles. Most definitely. Figuring out their health that have a passion for it now because of what they've went through and are now trying to impact and empower people. And I think that that in itself is beautiful that people are using their journey to then help other people so that they don't have to go through the same things that they did. Mm-hmm. That, so. yeah. Um, I like, you know, I felt, I think it's just, I, maybe this is just the common feeling for most people. Um, but I did feel the same way about, you know, do I want to do this? Is no one going to listen to it? Should I even, should I do this? Like, what's the point of doing it? But um, when I started my podcast, it was private. I didn't tell anyone about it. Um, and it was just me on there. And I would just go back and re-listen to the things that, or the advice that I would say in the podcast. Um, but then, you know, I finally decided to take a leap and make it public and allow people to listen in and people to join in and me talk about my struggles or whatever I'm going through or whatever's going on in my head to the world. Um, Whether that just be one person, whether it be 500 people, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm still kind of struggling with, you know, just go for it. Just, let people know all about your podcast. If you don't get the response you want, it's okay. You did it. You're doing this for yourself. You're enjoying every minute of it. Um, so I've always dealt with, I've always had a hard time dealing with rejection. So I, I never went out, which is so unhealthy. It's like an unhealthy habit and mindset. But I always, like, I never went out for things I knew I couldn't get. Um, so me publicizing this and me, you know, going out and letting people know, Hey, I have a podcast. You should check it out. And I don't get the response or any response. I feel like that would, you know, crush me in a way, but I, I've enjoyed this so much that honestly, I don't care what type of response I get. I don't like, like you said, if it's one person that's freaking amazing if it's two people that's more than I could ever ask for you know so yeah this has taught me also to just 
just do it like Nike that's probably why I love Nike so much (laughs) I really do um just just do it if it makes you happy who cares you know um so yeah just just starting that's what that's what this has taught me just do it and if it feels right it feels right so yeah and I think it you know, people want success overnight. Mm-hmm. We live in a culture that wants instant gratification. With everything. I, with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've seen the, the tweet or something like that where it's like, me does five sit-ups and then yeah. also down to see five abs. Like, yeah. That's our culture in a nutshell right now. Basically. And it's so true. We want instant gratification. And if there's one thing that I've learned, it's that it's not going to happen like that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get all of these followers overnight. You're not going to get them in a week. You're not going to get them sometimes in a year or two years or three years. Um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite um, people to listen to, his name is Trent Shelton. I don't know if you've ever heard no. of him. He is incredible. He is a, a life coach. He's an inspirer. He talks. I mean, he makes videos. He has a podcast. He's amazing. And he was, he has built, been building his business for like over 10 years. Oh, wow. And now, and now he's where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And now he's impacting thousands. And, you know, he has tons of like millions of people viewing his videos and, you know, over a million people on Instagram or something crazy like that. And I mean, he's amazing, but he started recording on his little phone in his closet <laughs> With like two people watching his videos and he would do events and he'd have 10 people come and three fourths of them were his family. Oh, you know, (laughs) and that's where the inspiration comes from, because we are so afraid to start small because of that fear of, quote unquote, rejection. Mm -hmm. But in reality, sometimes that fear just comes from the fact that we don't want to put in effort for over like a week. Right. You know? Right. We just want that success so quick and so bad. And that's my thing is like, why I'll keep doing it? Because I saw a quote the other day and it was like, you could be struggling or a quote unquote nobody for four years. And on the fifth year, you just blow up. Right. But you wouldn't know if you quit on the first. Exactly. So I just think it's so cool that you started this podcast and that you decided to go public. And just don't fear the rejection because people are going to talk about you no matter what. Ew, that is so absolutely you know, true. <laughs> yeah. So whether you're you know progressing your life or you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And if they're talking bad about you while you're progressing your life, it's probably because they're not progressing theirs. Yeah. So I think it's awesome that you decided to do it and you just went for it because a lot of people won't. I think, yeah, yeah, that is absolutely true. And if I feel like also if you start off small and, you know, just work your way up, you're also staying true to yourself. It can be so hard when you're trying to grow so quickly to not stay true to why you started something, why, you know, you're doing something, who you really are, because you're trying to appeal to the masses instead of everyone who appeals to you come to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah, start small. For anyone listening, start small. It's okay 
to not have one million at the start of it. No one started with one million followers, whatever hundred thousand listeners, you know, um, all of this fancy equipment. Um, like a lot of YouTube stars, they start recording on their iPhones. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have all of these fancy cameras uh, when they start out. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of um, people with podcasts, they don't have all these fancy mics. Like you said, some start on their phones. Um, so, yeah, you just got to you, you gotta work your way up. And the way you work your way up and the, the more you work your way up, the more you stay true to yourself. So... I completely agree. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to hold a space for all of that. Like, you can't go from nothing to an abundance overnight and expect you to handle it well. Exactly. You can't expect to go from 100 people watching your video to a million people overnight and reaching out to you and everything and and feel like you can serve them at a very high capacity. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you grow and you, you grow gradually and then, you know, one day you get to where, you know, you had set your goals and your dreams on, you've also grown internally as you went along and you've learned. And it's really humbling to start small too, because you're creating content and you're busting your butt and you're trying to make it work mm-hmm. for maybe three people. Right. You know, and then one day when you're doing the same thing over and over again and you have thousands of people you're used you're used to it you're like yeah i've been doing this for a long time right and i now can hold a space where i'm saying i can handle this and i've mm-hmm. grown and i've learned as i went so yeah now is my time you know mm-hmm. it's also a lot more easy on your on your mental health you know mm-hmm. um because you're seeing what you have to do, what you have to work for. You're learning to adapt to what's going on instead of it all being piled on you and all the attention being piled on you all at once. And, you know, your mind saying, hey, okay, so what did I do? What did I didn't do? What do I have to improve on so that I can keep this up like that? I can get like I, I feel like it just stresses you out more. It breaks your mental down more when you just get it all at once and there's no gradual satisfaction, you know, it's just piled on you all at once. And you're going to want to keep that same high. And then it's going to get to a point where it's just going to, it's going to ruin your mental. Cause that's all you're going to be thinking about. Yes. I completely agree. Everybody wants fame, mm-hmm. but nobody thinks about the mental side of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like- it can deter your mental um, and a lot of child stars can tell you that a lot of child mm-hmm. stars have done interviews saying they had so much attention so early, so quickly. And eventually, you know, they didn't have as much in it. They turned to other things. So, yeah, yeah. I love watching Justin Bieber's, um, journey right now. I've always mm-hmm. been a <laughs> shameless, <laughs> but I've always yeah, been me a too. <laughs> You know, I've always been a believer. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> ever since one time came out, you know, I've always been I've been loyal. But if you watch his like Apple, Apple just did an interview with him and I think it's like an hour long, it's on YouTube. I highly recommend watching. Um, 
he just kind of goes through his mental journey and now they have the YouTube miniseries out on him and his mental health and he's been very real and very vulnerable with his journey and just speaking on the decline that he experienced after after his massive fame that happened so quickly at a young age mm-hmm. um, and again I will preach on the fact that mental health is so crucial in a lot of people they just want the external things. They want the results. They they want this. They want that. They want that. But if you're not taking care of your mental side of everything, you're not going to be able to hold all of those external things and hold right. them well and keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're about to wrap it up. I have one more question. Um, all right. Do you have any advice or some advice you wish someone would have told you um, when you started this healthy journey, whether it be physical, mental, or both combined, um, this health journey, what what advice would you give them that you wish you would have gotten? Yeah, if I could go back and I could just tell my freshman and high school self, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would tell myself to be graceful with the journey, mm-hmm. um, be graceful with myself. Um don't focus so much on what others think about you or or how you think they think about you. Um, and I would also say food is not your enemy. It, it really is fuel. And you need it. Our bodies literally need it to survive. There for a reason. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, I would tell myself that balance is key. Be human. Enjoy ice cream on a Monday if you want to and don't beat yourself up for it. Mm-hmm. But also fuel yourself as if you're operating out of your highest self. So yeah. if you could have your best health, if you could imagine yourself as your healthiest version of you, mentally, physically, everything, how would that person operate? How would that person eat how would that person work out how would that person talk to themselves and then show up as her already Mm -hmm. and build that and then have grace with yourself as you go because it's a journey it's a lifelong journey and it's beautiful and it's frustrating but at (laughs) the end of the day it's your journey and you get to live through that and then just be real. Yeah. Be real with yourself and, and be real with others. I think that if we were really real with ourselves and others, there would be less of a disconnect and not as much filtering going on in life where we mm-hmm. all have it together, essentially, or that's what it seems. And we really don't. So just connect with people because we're all going through the same stuff. Yeah. Which I found out through this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I love Very it. similar like, stories, yeah. Yeah, see, just that. Like, our moment of vulnerability creates a connection. We've mm-hmm. never met before, but right. I feel connected because we've been through the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And that is powerful. Mm-hmm. And that is what our society is lacking. Yeah, just just reach out. You never know, you know? You never know. Yes, yes. All right, thanks, sweetie, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This is an amazing podcast, and I can't wait to share with all my followers and get your name out there and 
just see how it's gonna, you know, explode someday because you are amazing. So thank you you. so, so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. All right. All right, guys, there you have it. That was our mental health, physical health podcast episode. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. It's so amazing to hear someone with the same story as you, basically, and just little things. And she's so young, but yet so insightful. And I just, I'm so thankful for her. Like she said, we've never met. We've met on social media. Um, and she was willing to come on this podcast and do an episode with me and be vulnerable. Like not everyone's going to be vulnerable. And a lot of people don't like being vulnerable these days. There's, I don't get why it's not okay to let people know you feel some type of way. Like you have feelings. We all have feelings. We're all human. We're all wired to feel certain things. Um, so I, I just really adore her for that um she's such a she's so sweet um (laughs) all right guys so i'll see you guys next week can't wait and uh don't forget about the description bar it has all of her information in there also there is a link where you can ask or comment anything you would like um please use that to your full advantage and i will see you guys next week Bye.